0: You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Hello, thank you. I didn't know if London was going to get an ooh or a boo. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was more ooze. That was nice, except for a boo from Grace. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Hard, hard stories to follow. Um, I, uh, am, I really like following rules, and I was told that the theme was out and about, so that's what I've been thinking about in terms of what story I tell. Um, and it was Pride, right, here this weekend. Uh, and I've only ever been to Pride twice, 10 years apart. So the first Pride I went to was in 2013. Uh, with all of my friends who were straight I didn't say what I was (laughs) I was just there Uh, and it was just like yeah let's just put pink in our hair this is gonna be fun Uh, so we'd like be in bars and things and they'd just be like what a fun day and my heart was like beating out of my chest as I was seeing all these people around I was like oh I want to be here you guys go home it's fine (laughs) I think I may have found my people but I didn't have that voice yet so I just uh, left when they left at 6 p.m. Um, yeah, uh, and then I went on, I went out with men lots because I was really committed to trying to be straight. Um, and then I went on a holiday on my own to New York City. <laughs> don't know why, don't know why I did the accent. Uh, um, but I, it was the first time in my adult life that I was on my own. Um, I had no friends I was just in this big exciting city alone and so I googled gay bar for women (laughs) and then I found an article that said there are no gay bars for women because once they get in a relationship they don't go out (laughs) Um, but there was one bar (laughs) that was like there's a mixture of clientele here called the cubby hole anyone been to the cubby hole great okay (laughs) um and i uh was like on my i've never gone out on my own for a drink and i went and sat down had a little glass of red wine and i took out a, a notepad and started writing uh What I was thinking would be a memoir one day. I don't even know where the book is now. But I was like, interesting. I thought Americans were really friendly. Well, I've been in here 10 minutes and no one's spoken to me. Uh, And just sort of like jotting thoughts. Um, And then two women came over and they were Irish lesbians called Bridget and Teresa. uh, Which felt fictional, but they were very real. And they were like, so what are you doing in New York City? And then tumbling out of my mouth, I was like, well, uh, me and my girlfriend broke up. And a couple of years together and so... And it, like, didn't feel wrong. I mean, lying to people felt wrong. Sure, that wasn't so nice. But I was like, this feels nice in my mouth. I had a girlfriend, and she broke my heart. Yeah, I'm just trying to... (laughs) I'm in the heartbreak hotel, Bridget and Teresa. Uh, (laughs) It was nice. Um, And it was just kind of like trying this thing on, and I felt like I had the space to do it. And there were two women that night, one woman... Uh, had long hair and was very flirty with me when I was outside smoking and I just was like, do you know what, you're fit, but I don't know if I'm ready for this uh, push and pull banter, so I'll leave you here, lady. And I went inside and then I found what I believe is a power lesbian. She lived on the Upper West Side and was a banker. Yeah, we had some good chat, and I was like, "Uh, let's go outside, and then we made out for ages, and that was really fun, but I also was very aware that I was too uh, ashamed, or I still had a shame bubble in me to do that in front of people. Um, She asked me to go back to hers, even though she hadn't vacuumed. Uh, but I said, no, that's all right, I, I'm okay, I'm going to go back. But it was huge, a little like fire in me had been lit, I had done something scary and new. Um, and then I went out with a man again, uh, and then I was single again, and then I went on Tinder. We're now 2016, uh, and I went on Tinder, uh, and I met an incredible woman, Syrian, I'm Algerian, and it was just like, oh my god there's someone who's not straight and mixed heritage i thought i was the only one this is exciting uh and we went on some dates together and it was like an ease and a feeling that i had never ever felt before in my whole life and i was like oh is this what it can be like when you're with another human being and oh, wow um so we went out for two months and it was incredible and then i got scared and she got deported so that was the end of that uh back to Australia it's fine (laughs) feels a little bit less bad doesn't it I don't know uh anyway um and then I went out with a man and I didn't have the words again to say but a few months into our relationship I said I wasn't straight and he called me fucking disgusting and so that kind of pushed down everything I may have found um and it's safe to say those two years with with him were uh, abusive i just kept on being no, it was the other way around it was him on me but i managed to get out of that relationship and then that brought me to 2018 which i call my year of emotional irresponsibility I was out a lot in the daytime in my bed hungover and very sad but at night out booze 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 banter 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 sex 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 Um, and I decided to go out uh, be out out I was like fuck him this is something I can say these words and the words I was saying was not straight I couldn't find another word to kind of describe what I felt like I was but I went out on a date uh, with a woman who had very long hair as well. And we got on really well, but we got on really well that like if I was in like a a US rom-com, I would have gone back to the office and be like, boss, the drinks went great, we booked the client, kind of got on well. Uh, (laughs) And so I was just like, okay, fine. So we were having these drinks and then I was uh, going to a show afterwards and nothing, it was like, we're getting on really well, but are we just friends? I don't know what this is. I don't know. And then I (laughs) went, I was like, well, I'm going to go to the toilet before I go. And she was like, well, I'm going to come too. And I was like, brilliant, we're definitely friends. Friends go to the toilets together, (laughs) that's what happens. So then I went into the toilet, it was like a big cubicle with the, um, what's that, sink, (laughs) sink there, toilet there. Uh, And then she goes to the toilet, and I'm like, well, we had the premise of a date, so I definitely shouldn't look. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I went this way, she peed, and then she got up, and then I went to pee. But as I pulled my trousers down and sat down on the toilet, she uh, hadn't pulled her jeans back up, and was sort of like backing up into me. And I was like, oh, I don't know, the, things have turned quite drastically, and I, I feel like sexy stuff should be happening, but I actually do really need to pee, <laughs> and I don't know how to do this. So I decided to put my hands on the bum cheeks and be like, I can multitask, I'll do things here. <laughs> you continue like shimmying that's fine i'll get a quick pee out so i peed quickly got got my trousers back up then we made out that was that but um i just wasn't very good at dating it took me a long time to learn uh what to do like i was like if i'm taller does that mean i'm the prince who should kiss first i don't know it turns out don't need a prince don't need a prince, That's a, that was a learning, um, and thinking about being like out lots, I don't usually, I'm not really like the last person standing, you know, I'm usually like, oh, I've got some cake and tea at home, so I'm going to moonwalk out of here, um, but this one night, it was the semi-finals, 2018, the men's uh, England team were playing, they uh, lost, <laughs> Unsurprisingly, um, <laughs> bit of football shade, don't know why. Uh, anyway, but my friend was like, My friend James, was like, Let's go out, let's just keep going. And I had work the next morning, but I was like, Do you know what? Yeah, let's keep going. So we went to another pub and another pub, and then we went to this other pub because his friend Camilla was like, Come on over, we're just having some drinks after the footy. And I turned up. And there were loads of people sitting around this bench and I sat next to this woman and I think everything I could possibly think of to say is unbelievably cliche, but it was like a magnet in our cause just kind of stuck together. And we were just like talking, 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 talking. I'm not very good at small talk. It's either like banter or incredibly deep and we went real deep, real quick. Um, And we just spent hours. I don't even know what everyone else was talking about or doing. I was just like with her. And then at one point, I looked away, and my friend James looked at me a bit like, All right, mate, get a fucking room. Uh, and I, that shame bubble came up again because he'd never seen me with a woman before. And I was like, Oh, okay, this isn't appropriate. <coughs> Be straight. <laughs> um, and then she asked me for my number, and then I uh, gave it to her and put it in her phone as Roanne, the woman I met that I liked. No the woman that I met but I liked Um, and she asked to kiss me and I said no and then that was that and then I cracked on uh, boozing, 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 late nights, sex, 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 emotional irresponsibility and uh, then we had a date booked in and she lived in Manchester at the time and it was around November at this point and she came down from Manchester to London to meet me and something else happened that took my attention at work and I never told her I wasn't going to be there and she had three pints on her own and then left the pub yeah real shit real shit it'll get better um well it takes a time to get better um because (laughs) end of 2018 i end up going out with a man again and i said to him i was like i don't think this is a good idea i really don't think that this is going to work and he was like well we get on very well and i was like all right, last chance saloon, let's give it a go. Uh, and we both say now, we were like, why did we do that? We're much better off at friend, as friends and um, you're gay. So uh, <laughs> then the pandemic hit and that really shone a light on the fact that we were incompatible and shouldn't be together. And uh, the woman I stood up, she posted a picture of herself on Instagram with a roast dinner. And I, I don't know, lots of Easter was pumping through me. I was feeling confident. I sent her a message and was like, that is a good looking Yorkshire pudding. And then she responded, and then we ended up speaking every single day. Phone conversations, texting, the most mundane, to the deep, everything in between. I broke up with my partner that I was with, the last, the last guy. Um, and then just before that lockdown, uh, you remember the Christmas cancelled business? There was a little window where I went and did one of my solo shows in Huddersfield and she's in Manchester and I was doing the show and I knew she was there and I knew she was coming but I couldn't really see the audience so I was like whatever, whatever and then afterwards it was raining so I was just getting my umbrella out of my bag and then she walked through the theatre doors and it was exactly the same as it was in 2018 even though we, this was the second time we were ever seeing each other in person. It was like I could see her and not see her all at once. And all of those feelings, I just like needed to be next to her. Um, that night, we had the worst sex of our lives. <laughs> uh, she's, she's fine with me selling that, I think. Um, and then went back into lockdown, went back to Manchester, back to London. And then, as soon as lockdown was over, we had one conversation where I was like, Do you know how it's gotten really weird since we've had sex? Can we just go back to being mates where we say love you and we're just mates again? And she was like, Yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. And then we were just mates. That was going to be it. Um, And then in March uh, of that, when it was all over and we were able to leave our houses, uh, I went to Manchester. exactly that same feeling came again and about one glass of wine in she kissed me and um, we've been kissing ever since and uh, in january i took her back to the pub where she had three pints on her own and i asked her to marry me and she said yes (laughs) Um, and then this year in pride in london was my first ever pride as out and I went to uh, an event that was for four i mean everyone was um, it wasn 't exclusively four but designed for Swana and people of color um, from the community and so I was standing there with like the sun setting the woman that's going to be my wife and Shab Khalid playing out loud and I never thought those two worlds would ever come together and I was just like, okay, this is it. This is the pride I was meant to have uh, 10 years apart and I'm just going to read one thing uh, to you because lots of therapy helps Um, (laughs) just in general. I love it Um, and I wrote something and I'm not going to call it a poem because Molly Naylor's there Um, (laughs) and that would be like like saving a pigeon from the side of a road and being like I'm a vet so I won't call it a poem I'm just going to call it some words um but it's something I've never ever said out loud before and I just wrote it after a therapy session when I was like oh these are the fucking words I've been waiting for my whole life so I'm going to read it in honor of that and uh, hopefully that's okay and then I'll be quiet and go okay I'm gay God, that feels good to say. For the first time, a deep breath in my lungs. Having someone that makes it real, like it's no longer just in the deep corners of my brain, slowly ripping at each authentic grain, never straight, bi, then queer, until I got the fear and battled with the idea of me, of who I am, that I'd need to be beside a cis man. What was I thinking? That happiness would be found on the arm of a banker. You may have guessed I like to rhyme from time to time, and there's only one word that rhymes with banker. (laughs) Uh, So no gold star for me, but actually I'm not interested in your rewards of my sexuality. I mean I am, of course I am, but the path that got me here is the only one that I could tread in the society that silenced gays with dread. So here I am, proud and full, maybe unnecessary to say I know who I am, but one last time I am gay. That's it. Thank you for having me. Rowan Hosani mccloskey